Chapter Twenty Three: The Voice on the Phone. Three men sat in a sparsely lit room, which had a short ceiling in both a narrow width and depth. A few minutes earlier, when Herman stepped through its doors, the room reminded him of the claustrophobic nightmares Max Beckman often painted. The paintings his Anna loved, in particular, it reminded him of Beckman's family picture. Quickly, Klaus finished reading Captain Kleiner's hastily written report, and he dropped it onto the table in front of a young man who was many stages past terrified. Herman had never met Lieutenant Meyer before that night, but he knew what he was feeling. He had seen the same fear in others over the years, who were victims of circumstances beyond what they could comprehend. This led him to feel a certain sympathy toward the man, no matter how much he didn't want to feel this. Who ordered you to send Major Schiller to the synagogue? Klaus softly asked Meyer, likely trying not to frighten him any more than he already was. I got a call from a Major Hoffman, answered Meyer while holding onto the table, which Herman supposed was done in order to keep himself from shaking. He said that he was from legal affairs and that it was urgent that I get Major Schiller to the Maisel Synagogue. He also told me that this order was for his ears alone. Did you know this, Major Hoffman? Herman asked. No, Meyer insisted after turning toward him. I had never even heard of him, but I don't know any of the people who work in that department. Did you recognize his voice at all? Herman then asked. Meyer thought this over for a few seconds before saying, I don't think so. Was there anything strange or unusual about his voice, was Herman's next question. Again, Meyer thought it over, and he told Herman he might have had a cold or something. But he could have been masking his voice, Herman countered. I suppose, Meyer muttered. Did you tell any of this to Captain Kleiner, Herman replied. I told him about the Major's call, Meyer contended, but he said that there is no Major Hoffman in legal affairs. He said that this further proves my guilt. At once the man spun back to Klaus and added, But I'm not guilty. He really did call me, from a line inside the palace, and he asked for me by name. Why would I suspect he wasn't who he said he was? What exactly was the message you delivered? questioned Herman. I can't remember it exactly, the man grumbled, but the gist of it was that the major needed to go to the synagogue and look inside it for an arched door. Didn't you find this message strange, Klaus uttered with a slow shake of his head. Yes, Meyer said, but I've received stranger, much stranger. It's not unusual for people to leave cryptic or coded messages. What about the belongings of the three men that they found in your flat? Klaus inquired. I know nothing about them, Meyer yelped. They were not there when I left this morning. Please, Captain, they're threatening to shoot me for this. How did you know where Major Schiller was that night? interjected Herman. I got his phone number from his file and called over there, Meyer answered, after again turning to Herman. A woman told me that he was at the theater of the estates with his wife. Herman responded by commenting, Didn't Major Schiller find it strange that some man he obviously didn't know 
wanted him to go to a synagogue in the middle of the night. He didn't find it strange at all, Maya remarked. When I gave him the order outside the theater, it was as if he had been expecting it. This led Herman to ask, Did you accompany him to the synagogue or to anywhere else that night? He told me to go back to my post, Meyer asserted. But you knew he was murdered, didn't you? Herman uttered. No one said anything about a murder, the lieutenant gasped. I only heard that he was killed somehow. Soldiers get killed all the time. Why would I think it had something to do with me? Why didn't you inform your superiors about this incident when it happened, Klaus demanded. Why didn't you report it in your log for the night? Major Hoffman specifically ordered me not to put it in my report, Maya cried out, and I certainly wasn't going to question a direct order from a superior. Neither Klaus nor Herman had a response to this, or any more questions for the lieutenant, so they started out of the room, leaving Maya looking even more frightened than how they had found him. Please, the man begged Klaus as the two men reached the door, but there was nothing Klaus could do for him. So they left. They left both the room and the palace, moving even slower than how they had entered it. He's innocent, you know, Herman said to Klaus, while wondering why he bothered or why he even cared what would happen to the lieutenant, especially as he didn't care what would happen to him. I knew that before we got here, Klaus stated, but I can't prove it. They should have to prove his guilt, Herman maintained not the other way around. Klaus didn't even bother to reply to this, and the two walked outside into the lightly falling rain before getting into the Mercedes and driving off. What are you going to do with me, Herman eventually asked, though he wasn't sure he wanted to know. Tomorrow I'll take you back to Theresienstadt, Klaus let him know, with his eyes shut and his head in his hand. Herman was skeptical of this. So he uttered, but not tonight. Not tonight, Klaus uttered back, mostly because I'm exhausted. You must promise that no matter how impossible everything may seem, you'll always wait through whatever now you have left, even if it's to last only seconds more. Again, Herman recalled Anna's words, but this time he was sure she had been right. He knew, too, that instead of a few seconds, he would have a whole night, and that this could be made to last a long time.